Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Glad to have you in the podcast today as your anchor holding and gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Scripture. I hope that that's what you've been able to have uh, take the opportunity to look at even this morning or this evening. At some point during this day, you've been able to reorient your thinking and get it adjusted correctly to the will of God by looking at the promises and the will of God. Surely what we're talking about in the past several podcasts, I have people frequently that will come to me sometimes and just passing just offhandedly, sometimes making an appointment to come in and say, you know, God told me to do something, but I'm not sure if that's the right thing to do. Or God told me to do this and you need to comply or something of that nature. Uh, And a lot of people have uh, uh, strange notions and twisted ideas of how God communicates his will and how he communicates what he would have us to do. Uh, Do our impressions and experiences in this life, do they supersede or trump the promises of the word of God? We've been looking at that very detailed. Uh, do we want the sensational in our life or the solid food of word of the Word of God? Do we want to allow our own personal desires to dictate the choices that we make, or do we want the declared Word of God? Uh, do we want our experiences to be that which gives us hope rather than a correct view and the sufficient promises of Scripture. And that really leads me to the last topic for the podcast today that I want to spend this podcast on, just preparing our hearts to understand this. And uh, hopefully this has given you some guidance regarding what is it that you should really, really uh, concentrate on. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. You know, there are times when the moving within a person's heart towards what is biblically faithful is the result of actually having a biblically informed, taught conscience. Unfortunately, there's misinformation that's out there. Uh, Jiminy Cricket from Walt Disney, notwithstanding, let your conscience be your guide, uh, uh, is technically incorrect. Biblically, it is very incorrect. God gave you a conscience, but he didn't give it to you to guard, to, to uh, guide you. Your conscience is there, not there to guide you. It's there to guard you. And your conscience can only guard you when it is biblically informed and instructed, that it has this, this, uh, this ability to know God's word, <clears throat> to know the, uh, the truth and the principles from uh, that uh, God has chosen to give to you, and then your conscience being informed can guard you against what is wrong and what is right. This is a, this is a helpful gift from the Lord. Paula Higuchi in her article mentions this, and I've preached on this many times from, uh, from the pulpit itself. Let me give you an example of what that looks like. Uh, I may have a thought to approach a fellow church member on Sunday. This may be you. You may be some, see somebody when you come to worship God on a Lord's Day and you look across the sanctuary and there is this individual that you know or may not know well and you have a thought to approach that, that uh, person attending the worship that day who looks to be downcast and sad 
discouraged. And you know, you may, it may come to your mind, well, I know God's word calls us to bear one another's burdens and exercise compassion toward each other. And in approaching that brother or sister in Christ, you can express genuine concern regarding his or her well-being and, and let them know. You can say, listen, I, I, I felt led to ask how I might be able to pray for you. That is the right outworking of God's word telling your conscience and leading you to obey God. Now, here is another scenario. It would not be appropriate for you to go to that brother or sister and say something like, well, God told me to check up on you and make sure that you're doing all right. Well, you say, well, what's wrong with that? If you take that particular route, you would literally be placing your observation and desire on the same level as the revelation from God, rather than merely taking the principle of bearing one another's burdens and going to those individuals, to that individual, and saying that uh, based on my concern for you, uh, that I want to check on you and let you know that I'm praying for you, something of that nature. Uh, it does make a difference because uh, God has given us principles by which we live. He doesn't necessarily give you specific instruction about who to talk to, but he does say that we ought to maintain that sensitivity. That's just an example of what I'm talking about. And when you look at these categories that I've talked about here uh, in this whole podcast series on sensationalism rather than solid food, uh, my desires versus the declared word, or my experiences rather than God's promises, this one is, is one that is very important because in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so God knows what is the what, what we need, and he's able to give us the wisdom that we need to make right choices and to exercise right living in life. So when you think about these categories, uh, I want to encourage you that are listening that in order for you to be able to have a discerning spirit, let me encourage you to be a student of God's word. Do not underestimate the daily steady flow of growing in your knowledge of God through his word. Uh, you need to sit under the authority of Scripture and have it be the thing that directs your paths, not your own uh, experiences or impressions. You need to sit under its authority, to let it be absorbed into your brain, to let it shape your thoughts. Uh, be amazed that God has really chosen to reveal himself to you. Let that lead you. Uh, let that lead you to read and understand and believe and love and obey God's word. Secondly, let me suggest to you that any clear commands and writings of scripture are meant to be followed appropriately. We don't want to misuse or mishandle the word of God, but I want to encourage you to know it. Third, where God's word does not speak directly to a matter that you're concerned about or you're looking into, look to biblical 
theology, which means putting together, systematizing the Word of God. What are his thoughts on this particular topic that you're struggling with? What are his ideas regarding this particular choice that you might make in life? And then last of all, consider wisdom principles from God's Word. Seek them out in the book of Proverbs. Uh, Go and get godly counsel from individuals that you have confidence that know the Word of God. Run your ideas by them. That can often be helpful because in the multitude of counselors there is safety, the Scripture says. That ought to be the bedrock of all your decision-making so that your thoughts, your desires, and everything that you experience in life, whether it's that piece of toast that got burnt, whether it's the petroleum swirl in the water, whether it's a cloud formation, you know how to set that in its proper perspective against the Word of God, that the Word of God supersedes anything that our short-sighted vision, physically or otherwise, can give us information. So I want to encourage you, evaluate all things by the Word of God. Walk with our Lord. He'll never fail you. He'll never let you down.